You are now listening to the Visit El Paso podcast, official podcast of Destination El Paso. I'm your host, Christy Couture, and this is episode 17 for January 2015. Happy New Year! Thanks for listening to the Visit El Paso podcast. In this episode, we interview Mike Coulter, race director for the El Paso Marathon, which is coming up on February 22nd, 2015. I'll also give you some of Visit El Paso's top event recommendations for January and finish off with a little bit of local music from El Paso band Soul Parade. Make sure to subscribe to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio so you never miss a beat. Even though the marathon isn't until next month, we want to make sure that you have all the 411 ahead of time. And just in case you've been thinking about how to jumpstart those New Year's resolutions, this is just one solution. All right, so today our interview is with Mike Coulter, who is the race director of the upcoming El Paso Marathon in February, February 22nd to be exact. Hi, Mike. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah. My our last interview was uh, in early in 2014, and we talked about the El Paso Marathon. In the end, did you meet your goal for registration? Yeah, absolutely. We actually increased our our marathon distance went up by you know over 10 percent. So that's that's always good when you see double digit growth. We were really happy with that. What's great about this particular race and El Paso in general is that people from all over the U.S. tend to sign up for for this race because of the weather. Absolutely, yes. Last year we had people from over 40 states come to El Paso to participate in this event. You know, we had strong numbers from Arizona, Arizona, and Colorado, California, and then people from I mean, as far away as I guess the furthest distance that somebody traveled was maybe Vermont, Wisconsin, and I mean just all all over the the United States, and then three different countries as well. And that's one of the comments they make when they get here is like they just can't believe the weather and just how runner-friendly this, this this town is. Another part, a very integral part of the El Paso Marathon is this pre-race expo that you have every single year. Um, right. But from what I understand, this year it's a new, in a new location, right? And it's uh, actually a, an exciting move because we're going to be moving to Southwest University Ballpark, home of the Chihuahuas, which is going to give us a, a great finish line but and also a really cool place to have our expo. So we want we want people to come by even you know if you're even if you haven't registered to run we want people to come by and just uh, take a look at all the different vendors that we'll have we'll have probably in the neighborhood of 30 different vendors out there showcasing everything there's something for everybody to come look at it at the ballpark on the 21st mm-hmm. February. Do you have so you don't have to be registered to attend the expo is that correct? That's correct. Um, we know that all of our register most all of our participants are required to stop by the expo to pick up their packet. But we encourage people just to come by and, and, and see because, again, it's not just it, – it's it's about El Paso. Um, there's always been different distance options available to registrants, no matter what their fitness level is. There's usually a way for somebody to get involved, right? Actually, the first I, – I believe it was the first two years of the, of the event, there, there was just a full marathon and a half marathon. And when we rolled into the third year – we, you know, discussed various ways to involve more of the community. And so that's when we included the 5K. 
And those numbers have been really solid every year. And it's an opportunity for people just to come out and be part of the excitement because this is an exciting event. Um, there's just a lot of electricity on race day. And then again, you know, the excitement of attending the expo and just being part of this is, is, uh, is something that, that really is available for everybody. So we've got a 5K for the, the person that's just starting out, um, new to running. It's a really run, runner friendly course. It's all throughout downtown. So it's a really, it pretty much a completely flat course. Uh, and it's also an opportunity when we get these comments a lot that people come down and, and, and participate in the 5K and then, and mention that they've never been in different, these different parts of downtown before. Uh, because the course takes them right through the heart of downtown and, and out onto McGoffin Street, passing McGoffin Home, and then back to the to the ballpark. So they get an opportunity to see different parts of, of the heart of downtown, which, again, is exciting because there's just so much going on downtown now. It's a very scenic run, no matter which one you pick, I think. That's right. The half marathon itself will start out downtown. They head towards the historic Austin Terrace district, mm-hmm. which is just really a really cool-looking neighborhood. Now, the opportunity for the full marathoners, they get everything. They start at the top of Trans Mountain, which is just a breathtaking view. And, and it's time such that just as they're starting, the sun is rising in the east and they're oh, running toward gorgeous. the sun. And then you come down the mountain, then you run through northeast El Paso. Uh, you get a view of, of Cohen Stadium and then actually run through Fort Bliss onto old Fort Bliss and down Colonel's Row before they exit the Persian Gate and then follow basically the same route as the half marathon. And it also affords an opportunity for people that, that aren't running to come out and maybe stand on a corner and cheer people on because there are just so many opportunities to do that along the route. And what do you think would be the best place for supporters to post up and and really show their support for uh for the runners? There's a couple. <laughs> There's a couple. Definitely <laughs> down definitely down on Yandel around Concordia Cemetery would be a great place for people to see not only the full marathoners returning but the half marathoners going out and coming back. Okay. Um, there's another opportunity that we're really hoping that people will avail themselves of is going out to uh, uh, Landfill Road, which runs parallel to Railroad Drive. Uh, okay. It's a seven-mile stretch, and there's hardly ever any traffic out there. It's unknown. Uh, people can find that area on our on the map that we'll be posting online. Uh, okay. And another opportunity that we want to to really encourage people to to avail themselves of is is Missouri. Um, the runners will, all runners will end up on Missouri to return back to the ballpark. And, uh, there's just, we, we have this vision of, of that, that street just being lined the entire time with, with enthusiastic people cheering people on and encouraging them to, to make it to the stadium and, and to the finish line. Those are really great places. But there's another one too for the marathon. It's so why I might throw that in there. Is Kenworthy. Uh, Diana, uh, the, the, the runners come on to Kenworthy, which runs behind El Paso, the El Paso Community College Trans Mountain Campus, and behind mm-hmm. Corn Stadium, uh, along the road there. There's just a lot of opportunities for people to, to stand in parking lots and cheer the marathoners on. The marathoners will be around mile seven when they hit that point. Now, registration continues up until the day of the race. Well, yeah, well, the day before. We cut registration off. Uh, the, your last opportunity will be 
at the expo on the 21st. For registrants, uh, what sort of goodies will be available at the finish line? First off, I want to emphasize the fact that the, the full marathoners and the half marathoners all receive a, a finisher's medal. And this year, we're really excited about the finisher medal. We'll be posting a picture of that on, on the uh, website so they'll be able to get a good look of it. It's just a beautiful design and a, and a pretty good-sized medal at, at that. They also will receive a, long, a, a short sleeve Brooks, which is, is a, a, run, a running brand, a, a technical T-shirt, a very attractive shirt. And then at race finish, everybody, you know, of course, uh, this is this is the Michelob Ultra El Paso Marathon. So all of our uh, participants 21 and over will, will receive a Michelob Ultra, and there will be food there and uh, uh, entertainment. And, uh, and then the fact that you're finishing inside the ballpark is just uh, will be an electric experience with uh, uh, runners being displayed on the jumbotron and announcers calling out names and such. So that's just a, a, a great experience on race day. We're we're, we're going to ride the wave of of the the, the Chihuahua excitement. Uh, people are excited oh, about the ballpark. They're excited about the baseball team. They're excited about AAA, and, and they should be. I mean, we should be very proud of what we've accomplished in the first year uh, with that with that team. Um, and in, in consideration of that, what we're doing is we're giving uh, a voucher to every registered participant for a ticket to a Chihuahuas game. So everybody that registers gets a, a voucher where they'll be able to exchange that for a ticket to the baseball game, um, which I think is a great premium uh, you know, to go along with your race registration. Of course, the season has not yet will will not have started yet. But um, you know, it's just something to look forward to. And uh, and uh, we understand that people from out of town they may, may they may not they may choose not to come back into town for a baseball game. And if they and or or locals that that just you know feel so inclined, we what we're going to do with vouchers that people don't want. They, they don't plan on exchanging to turn in uh, so that we can, again, we can uh, in turn go give that to our soldiers at Fort Bliss. All righty. Well, thank you, Mike, for joining us today. Uh, we can get more information about the course and registration online at elpasomarathon.org and also on Twitter at EP underscore marathon and Facebook. And another thing that we've noticed is that uh, a lot of uh, participants love to tag their photos on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag EP Marathon. Correct. So right. we can look out for that. Thank you again, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we'll see you on race day. Thank you so much. So like Mike told us, the Michelob Ultra El Paso Marathon Fitness Expo is on February 21st. And then the next day, the 22nd, is a marathon, half marathon, and 5K. You can register online at epmarathon.org or you can also register at the expo. Each registrant is going to receive a voucher for an upcoming Chihuahuas baseball game. So make sure to get registered fast. It's All Good is an El Paso state of mind. It's the true pulse of this community, and it's El Pasoans taking an active role in social media to encourage positive conversation about the Sun City. Join the El Paso It's All Good movement by signing up at itsallgoodep.com with your email address, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts, and help spread digital goodwill about the Sun City. After that, share national stories about El Paso that we'll send to your email and post your own content using hashtag itsallgoodep. Remember, the El Paso 
Lasso, It's All Good movement isn't just about social media. It's also a state of mind, a message about all the positive things that we can get excited about in our community. It's a great way to say, I love where I live. The It's All Good EP movement has really taken off since we first started it a couple of years ago. And just recently, our digital ambassadors have been spreading the good news, such as the Austin Chronicle featuring Kiki's Mexican Restaurant. The El Paso Symphony Orchestra was named one of 22 orchestras selected to receive a Getty Education and Community Investment Grant. An El Paso native made the finals for the Doritos Crash the Super Bowl contest. And El Paso made a top 10 cities list in which El Paso said that they liked themselves the most. So, you see, there's a lot to celebrate. You can check out itsallgoodep.com to see more stories like this and discover thousands upon thousands of photos taken with the hashtag itsallgoodep. Are you a fan of sports, both national and local? Be sure to tune in Sundays at riosradio.com live at 5 for your weekly dose of sports talk with the guys. Or catch the replay on iTunes at Stitcher by searching Rio Sports. And you can catch all of this only on... Rios Radio, El Paso's newest source for music, sports, news, and entertainment. Okay, so here's our top picks for things to do in El Paso. And in between these events, there's hundreds of more ideas online at our website, visitelpaso.com or elpasolive.com. First off, the 2015 El Paso Pro Musica Chamber Music Festival lasts till January 31st, and they have several performances lined up in different locations across El Paso and Las Cruces. Tickets are $25 per concert, $20 for military and senior, $5 for students unless otherwise listed. You can get more information and a full roster of upcoming events at eppm.org. There is a free box lunch concert on Thursday the 29th at noon at the El Paso Museum of Art, so you definitely want to check that out. And their music film series is at 2 p.m. on Saturdays at the El Paso Museum of Art as well. Admission is also free to that. You can also check out Montreal Chamber Music Festival performers, including cellist Dennis Brott, who's the director, cellist Zul Bailey, who's from here, El Paso, violinist Bella Herzova, and pianist Asuncion Santiago at 7.30 p.m. Friday, January 30th at NMSU's Atkinson Music Recital Hall and on January 31st at UTEP's Fox Fine Arts Recital Hall as well. Next, let's talk about El Paso's very own Junior League ice hockey team, the El Paso Rhinos. They play their home games at the Sierra Providence Event Center, which is next to the Coliseum at 4100 East Paisano. Regular game time is at 7.30 p.m. Friday and Saturday and at 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. Tickets are $20 for glass seats, $15 for center line, $10 for blue lines, and $5 for general admission. You can get more information on upcoming games at ElPasoRhinos.com. Chart-topping artist Pitbull and Enrique Iglesias perform at 7.30 p.m. Wednesday, January 28th at UTEP's Don Haskins Center with urban Latin star J Balvin as an opening act. Tickets are $22.75, $92.75, and $122.75 at Ticketmaster.com. 
The UTEP Dinner Theater on the second floor of the Union Building on UTEP's campus presents Carrie the Musical, which is based on Stephen King's horror classic. They'll be performing that from January 30th up until February 15th. The showtime is 7 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. Sunday dinner shows are at 2.30 p.m. and a non-dinner show is scheduled for Sunday at 1.30 p.m. You can get more information on ticket pricing and more schedule information at utep.edu forward slash UDT for UTEP Dinner Theater. The Monster X Monster Truck Show is 7.30 p.m. on Friday and 1.30 and 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, January 30th through the 31st at the El Paso County Coliseum, 4100 East Baisano. A pre-event autograph pit party with the drivers is offered and tickets, including ticket master charges, are 26 $34.15 and $49.15. Children ages 2 to 11 years old are $7.15 up to $49.50. A family four pack is available. Check for prices and group prices are also available. You can get more information by going online to monsterxtour.com. History, legends, and lore come to life in downtown El Paso. Ghosts 915 Paranormal Research Center at 108 East San Antonio is a paranormal museum, art gallery, and historic landmark. We offer history and ghost tours, workshops, and come see our haunted collection. That's the Ghost 915 Paranormal Research Center in downtown El Paso. Call 915-274-9531 or visit our website at ghosts915.com. These are just a few of the can't-miss events for the month, but there's so much more to see and do, so make sure you stop by any of our visitor information centers in downtown El Paso, Fort Bliss, or the El Paso International Airport. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can subscribe to Visit El Paso on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes. Now... For everybody's favorite part of the podcast, at the end of every episode, I spotlight some local music for you to discover. And this month, the featured band is Soul Parade, who will be performing at the Lowbrow Palace on January 31st at 9 p.m. Cover's only going to be five bucks. So if you like what you hear, make sure to check them out and support local music. The name of this track is Damage Control. And you can listen to this and other tracks by Soul Parade on ReverbNation.com. So let us know what you think. Till next time, enjoy. Take it upon yourself to shake the refrain that I once felt, and you build me up again.